Hello there. This is Deb and Linda. Hello. We are here today. We have another exciting lesson for you guys from the Wise Woman Abides book. We are so excited to talk to you guys about obedience. Obedience. <laughs> Yay. And it's really a great thing. It's really a great thing. <laughs> if you were like being over the head with it as a child, just yeah. know it's actually the greatest thing. It's, it's the really, greatest really thing. Yeah. Why don't you come out with that quote? Oh, this okay. is a great Linda quote. <laughs> Linda prayed about what we should talk about with you guys. And, yeah. and God gave her a, wow, let's open up this whole session with obedience. Obedience is the outward demonstration of faith and a life of worship. Yeah. It's where the rubber meets the road of what's inside and of what you really believe. That's what obedience is. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. Well, and and we do want to say something. If you grew up in the Bible, maybe you were beat over the head with the Bible or with Christianity. Yeah. It can feel like we're just saying, oh, you have to obey God. And you know what I'm saying? It can kind of feel like it rubs you in your trauma, maybe. Yeah. Like maybe you went to a church where... You felt condemned. Yeah. You felt condemned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we're going to talk about it a little different today. Yeah. We're going to give you a different perspective on it. And it's actually really the opposite of that kind of traumatic experience. It's really the most freeing thing. It is the most freeing thing. Yeah. Okay. So in case you're new, we are going over the wise woman abides book right there. Okay. And we are going through our next teaching session on obedience. So you guys have been reading for two weeks and you're watching this video in your small group or your church group, or you're just watching it as you're going through the study by yourself. And we want you to know that we are praying for you as you go through your studies and praying Mm -hmm. for God to really speak to you and uh, for you to hear his voice. And guys, I'm telling you, obedience isn't always fun. And it's often humbling, Mm -hmm. humbling. (laughs) especially with your teenagers, which I'm going to talk about that in just a minute. And the world says one thing, but God often says something completely different. It's true. But when you are listening for the voice of God, he will never contradict his word. Mm -hmm. Number one, you need to know that you can always trust the word of God to tell you what to do. Yeah. And And it's always for your good. It's always for your good. He works all things together for good. And his voice is always going to lead you to good places. Yes. Oh, yeah. His voice is always going to lead you to good places. Isn't that amazing? And I know a lot of you guys are learning how to hear God's voice, right? Mm -hmm. And Linda, you you just really started hearing God's voice like regularly the past couple of years. Yeah, a few years ago. And um, yeah, a few years. He says in John 10 that... um, that my sheep hear my voice. voice. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they will not follow. So I want to tell you all that you have confidence. You do hear his voice. You can hear his voice. You're designed to hear his voice because you're his. Yeah. And you have the Holy Spirit living inside of you, which we Mm -hmm. talked about last time. You have the Holy Spirit living inside of you. And a couple of the things that the Holy Spirit does of the many things is he guides you into all truth. He will guide you into all truth. Mm -hmm. He will show you the things that are to come. He will tell you the things that Jesus talked about on the earth, you know, through the word, obviously. But Mm -hmm. um, anyway, yeah. So let's go. Let's just go forward. What, what, when you were praying about this, what our moms need to hear? um, What do you feel like God said? Tell them this, Linda. What did he say to you? Um, So I'm going to give you some things, but the very end is really the big revelation he gave me. So hang with me. But um, I think, I think we should talk to them about how, 
How should you wear? Yes, yes, that is so good. So tell us how to be, uh, to, to where, you know, to where we, um, yeah. Can you answer that question, please? I can. I can. (laughs) Okay. So, um, so first be sensitive to the ways that God speaks and he doesn't always speak in that voice, even that still small voice. Sometimes it's just like a prompting and urging you. And you're like, I know I'm supposed to pray for this person right now. I know I'm supposed to go pay for this person's groceries right now, you know, and, and you can't explain why, or I know I should bring up this story. I'm talking to my friend. I think she needs to hear this story, or I think she needs the scripture right now. Um, and that's, that's acting on his, hearing his voices, his voices, urgings, his promptings and acting on them and actually acting on them can be, whether it's actively doing something, I gave you those examples, or it can also be actively not doing something. Whoa, like, yes. yeah, that's my, shut your, that. your mouth shut right your now. Mouth. <laughs> that is, that's sometimes the hardest one, right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes give up control. Yeah. Oh, that one's hard for me. Give up control. Right. Stop trying to control it. Let it go. Yeah. Let and it go. Ultimately, <laughs> obedience comes out of a place of surrender, right? Like where we're like, okay, we are, we don't know everything you do though. So we're going to do what you say. So it comes out of just that, that heart position of being low, of being humble. Being like Jesus, mm-hmm. Jesus got things done on this earth through surrender. Wow. Yes, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't fight them when they put him on the cross. He actually said, "Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do." Mm-hmm. He surrendered himself to the plan uh, that he and the Father and the Holy Spirit came together with before the creation of the earth, <laughs> yeah. right before the foundation of the earth. He surrendered. And he was obedient unto death, unto death, right? Yep. Wow. And look what he accomplished for us all because he was obedient, yeah. the Whoa, ultimate victory, you know, too. and a lot of times we don't even know what we're accomplishing by our little act of obedience. And, and sometimes we'll never know on the side of heaven. Like we won't, a lot of times we will, we will get that feedback and be like, Oh my gosh, that little thing I did that I didn't think was that significant. Look what it did. Look what my yes did. Or my, or my now, but I do want to encourage you to give yourself grace and don't con- come under condemnation. Yeah. Um, if you have a problem with condemnation, shame and guilt, read Romans eight. <laughs> there is therefore now no, no condemnation, condemnation for us in Christ. Condemnation so. is a cruel taskmaster. Yes. Condemnation is a cruel taskmaster. Condemnation will mm-hmm. work you harder than God would ever want you to work. It would cause you to wake up with more shame and more guilt. Let yeah. it go. Give that condemnation over to God. It, mm-hmm. He's not um, on your shame. That's not God's voice. No. Telling you that. That's no. the enemy who's trying to steal your joy. Exactly. Um, so, so every time that maybe you missed it. I've missed it. I've missed it. I missed it today, actually. (laughs) As you were sitting there saying, you know, God says to be quiet. And I'm like, oh, man, I shouldn't have sent that text today. Yes. So (laughs) when you've missed it, just like, just know that it's it's learning, right? It's like teaching a baby to walk, right? We're going to learn. We're going to learn to do it better next time, to do it faster next time, to obey next time. But I do want to address this with you. If there's a problem, an underlying problem, a bigger problem, like unbelief. Or like fear, like a fear of man or fear of rejection. What if I do this and that person rejects me? Yeah. What if those are heart issues that you need to address with God? Are you talking about when you step out in faith? Yes. Stepping out well, in faith. Yeah. Okay. So I did this thing last, uh, last week. So I was really scared 
not scared, but I was like, are you sure, God? There was a lady, a really sweet lady walking out of the my building where I go work out. And she, there's, it's also a doctor's office building. And she could barely walk with her cane. She was only like 35. Yeah. And she was like shaking like she had some type of a neurological thing, you know, but she was walking out with her cane. And God was like, go pray for healing for her. Mm. I was like, that's a tough one. What? Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Are you sure you want me to go over there and pray for this lady that's using, she had a four pronged cane and she could barely walk. And I said, okay, God, I'll do it. And so I was, I went out there and I was trying to help her cross because there were lines in the pavement. She was even having trouble with the lines in the pavement. And so Mm -hmm. I was just standing there to help her steady herself Mm -hmm. when she was walking. And, and then I looked at her and I go, I go, can I pray for you? And I said, do you believe in God? And she goes, yes. And we stopped right there in the middle of the road. And I put my hand on her here and she grabbed my hand. She grabbed my other hand and put it like she was just trying to get me to hold her closer. And I prayed for her and she thanked me and I asked God to heal her. Yeah. I'll know, I don't know how she's doing. I've never See, seen her again, yeah. but that was really scary. And for you me. may never know, right? It, yeah. Yes. Praying for healing is a scary thing. Yeah. Like, what if they don't get healed? What if, you what know, if they don't get healed? Yeah. What if they are? Like, no, it's not yeah. us. It's not us. Yeah. Right. And if you feel that, how can you do it? Like, and, um, we go, to, we go to the same gym and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's by the same health center. We were there and, um, one day my, my son, but he was eight and he just, he kept, we walked away and we drove away and he goes, mom, that lady, that lady, I was looking at her and it was like a old elderly lady, like eighties, nineties. And, and he was like, I really, I wanted to pray for her to be healed. And you see, so that your life of obedience brings that to your children, right? Like mommy being obedient, they witnessed that. And then they want to go do it. Did they, what happened? He told me when we drove, like, Far away. He was thinking about it the whole time. He kept talking about this lady. And I was like, okay. And he's like, mom, I wanted to. And I said, well, next time you need to tell me and I'll stop. We'll go back, you know, but I, I couldn't really too far away. One yeah. time we were at uh, Disney World with our kids back yeah. before it was crazy Disney, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but we were at Disney World with our kids and um, we were on the bus and we were exhausted and it was the end of the day and we were just wiped out of a full day at Disney. And there was this lady got on the bus. This is a horrible story. And she had a, a like a three-year-old and she also, she had crutches oh, yeah. and she also had blood on her, oh, like blood on her poncho. Wow. And Randy and I were looking at each other and we were younger. Right. So, and I didn't always do what God told me to do back then. Cause I wasn't sure if that was the right yeah, voice. Right. Yeah. And then she got off the bus and we did not go help her. Mm. Isn't that horrible? And uh, my husband said, I will never do that again. We will stop whatever we're doing and we yeah. will help someone that needs help like that. We did ask the bus driver to radio ahead to go get someone to help her. And he did. But still, we could have gotten off yeah. of that and my kids would have been able to see something. Mm-hmm. So... But, I, but you see, even in that, yeah. that God works all things together. He does. Good, and now right? I because do it. Now you're going to do it now because you missed it that one time. Yeah, my husband yeah. does it. He stops what he's doing. 
and if he sees something, he goes and does something. So yeah. Yeah. So it's beautiful. So yeah. so if you find that that those are the things holding you back, you find some bigger things, like there's fear, there's like an identity problem within you. You don't really believe you can hear his voice. Go back, go back to the foundational things and sit with him and and ask him these questions, work through them, find a trusted friend who can help you and, and, you know, ask God to reveal himself to you and show you scriptures to help you in your unbelief and to help you with fear. So, and we have some studies on those. Yeah, we do. Yeah. (laughs) Look for those. Well, so, okay. So I want to talk about a time when it was hard for you to obey. Yeah. Okay. So when I first started on this journey of hearing God's voice and then stepping out, you know, in public places, um, I came or even just obeying him. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was out in Walmart and it was really busy and we were in like the most busy aisles by the registers. And I came across this girl. It was during COVID. Oh yeah. During the COVID thing. And, um, she had watched my kids at the Y that we work out at and they loved her, you know, and it was, but it was just me and my kids weren't with me. And she started telling me, you know, all the horrible things that had happened. They kind of like snowballed in her life. And I was like, wow, that's really hard. And I just was like, well, I gave her some words of hope and I totally was like, I'm supposed to pray for her. But we were like in the middle of the most busy aisle. Like, and I was like, this would be weird. We'd be stopping up all the people. And so I didn't, and I walked away and I kept shopping and I was like, oh my gosh, but I was sweating because I knew I was supposed to. And I was like, Lord, if I see her in the, in, in the parking lot, when I go out and check out, I'll pray for her. But I had like 20 more minutes of shopping. And so, um, so I kept, I kept saying that I was like, okay, I will, I, I'm going to do it. And I, cr- I turned this corner and there she was like right in front of me in that aisle. And I was like, well, here goes, <laughs> I was like, can I pray for you? And it was hard guys. It was hard. Cause I mean, I was just learning to step out and to hear the voice of God and to obey and to do the radical thing when he asks you to do something uncomfortable. And I have no idea. I don't know what the results of that were. And it was uncomfortable, but I did it. And I left feeling just that like victory of like, yes, I did it. I obeyed him you know, and he's so gracious. He gives you second chances like that. He does. He was like, I'm not waiting till the parking lot. I'm going to have you be in the next aisle, you know? So, but that strengthens your faith too. Absolutely. And so if I could say about something that was hard for me to obey, like when I was tempted, so like I was tempted to lose it with my kids sometimes when they were teenagers, (laughs) especially they were really, really, really great kids. And we were best friends and we still are, you know, But when they were teenagers, sometimes it was hard because of something they would say or if it would rub me the wrong way. But do you know what God always told me? Mm -hmm. Ephesians 4, 2, and it says, be completely humble and gentle, be patient, bearing with one another in love. And then the next part of that scripture says this, and this might be a message for you moms that have teenagers. And it says, um, it says, make verse three, Ephesians four, three, make every effort to keep the unity of the spirit through the bond of peace. Mm. And the world could say, if your children do this, then your boundary says you need to do this, right? The world might say you need to discipline that child for this or, but you know, in your heart that that child is having a really hard time, something going on in their life. And God's Holy Spirit is touching your heart saying, nope, you need to be gracious with that child and humble yourself, right? Yeah. Maybe that child was sassy, but maybe there's something going on in that child's heart 
that is the bigger issue that God wants you to seek him on. Mm -hmm. And so listening to the voice of God, I could have been condemning my children. Have you ever known someone? I mean, you might feel that way that you had so much condemnation as a child. You have a really hard time with your own self image with God, right? Yeah. And your image of God and your image of God. Critical. And yeah. And so follow God's leading. And don't worry about if you look like, because a lot of times it was embarrassing. It would happen in public and God would shut my mouth and just get in the car. Like it happened the other day. Uh, mm-hmm. I was at the play place with my grandkids mm-hmm. and they, they were pushing each other and, and the little <laughs> one's learning how to pull hair now. Right. Oh, and, yeah. and, and you know what they do? You know what these moms do? This is an issue. Okay, guys, we've got to stop judging each other. Right. Right. Like, so they were pushing and hitting and pulling hair and I was trying to just get over to them, but you know what it was all these women, what do they do? They're talking and then they go, Whoop. what's she going to do about that? Gosh, have you ever experienced that judgment? Like maybe yeah. not you, but I have whenever my kids were growing up mm-hmm. and do you know what I said? Uh, and I learned this from Mary Jo Mass. Mm-hmm. I said, we're working on this. And I yeah. said, they just had a little baby in their home. And so they're working on it. And, and so I just said, okay, guys, we need to be nice to each other. We don't hit your best friends. Yeah. And I felt integrity before God. Yes. I don't care what other mm-hmm. people think of my God, parenting. I yeah. felt like I did what God told me to do because he told me to be patient in that moment. And so don't worry about what people think mm-hmm. about you. Okay. That's another, it's yes. a pride. That's pride. Right. And and it's pride if people think we're a bad monk because we're not responding strictly because maybe God is telling us to be gentle and humble mm-hmm. and let it go. So that's what yeah, I'm so that's that's where that troubleshooting comes in and going like what is what's the root of why I didn't obey or why Ooh. I didn't want to obey? Yeah. And then take it before God, ask him, ask him how to heal it, how to take care of it. He's gonna he's gonna tell you, he's gonna direct you to the right ways and the right methods. Um and the very last point I had which was really, really, this was an amazing revelation because it's true. Then you will experience freedom. Obedience is about freedom because obedience is the ultimate act of a person freed from the yoke of slavery to this world. We are not citizens of this world. We're citizens of another world. It sounds contrary, but it's not because obedience a lot of times conjures up images of like, you must do and like actually losing your autonomy, but it's actually ultimately obedience to God's will is the most radical and nonconformist to the world thing that you can do. It's when you are most free that you obey. It's when you're free. Cause we're trusting him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause so could you tell the women, sweet little mummies, how do you hear God's voice telling you what to do? Like what would help them? Yeah. So a lot of times don't disregard just knowing like inside. Yeah. Just knowing a lot of times he speaks to us and we just, we know what we're supposed to do. (laughs) And that's just his urging and his prompting in your spirit. There's all different ways to hear from him. I mean, you might hear a voice that sounds like yours actually giving you like a word, like say, humble yourself, you know? Um, Or he speaks that through a scripture. mm -hmm. Like for me, it was always or scripture. Yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, there's so many different ways, but pay attention to them. You will know. I mean, honestly, that's what, that's, the best way I would say, because he speaks through lots of things, circumstances, other people, all sorts of things, but you're going to know in that moment, I find a lot of times when I'm talking to people, he tells me exactly what to say to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like tell them this now. Right. And you think that's you, that's God. He mm-hmm. lives in you. You guys are one. 
And we do have dreams sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And I just started having dreams just like the past year. Mine are warning dreams. Linda's always like, your dreams are warning dreams. (laughs) But I I actually get insight in a weird way into situations in my dreams. And do you know what God's taught me to do? This is going to sound crazy. And I'm 56 and I'm just now learning this. I guess God thinks that I need to know it. Maybe that's why I'm learning it. And he has me say in my dream, God, what are you showing me? Like, say I'm about to wake up from it, but now God has spoken to me and said, ask Mm. me what this means. I love that. And I don't, the only dreams I ever remember are the ones that feel like, okay, you need to be letting that situation go, or you need to give this Mm -hmm. person grace. Yeah. And there's so much um, biblical precedent for that. He spoke to Joseph in dreams. I mean, Daniel, like all sorts of yeah, it, it's a huge way that he speaks. It's actually the most fun way. Joseph. For me. Yeah. yeah. Because you're completely out of it. You, you're not going like, am I hearing his voice? Is that me? Like you're sleeping. So <laughs> when you get a dream and you can, you can do it in the dream. I love that you're doing it in the dream. I usually do it when I wake up. I'm like, what was that? And I, I can write I it all down. Awake. I actually might be awake. Okay. It feels like I'm still dreaming. And I'll right. say there that, is, there is kind yeah, of like that weird in between. And I write it all down because you will, night, you will forget it in the middle yeah, of the night. In the middle of the night, you will forget it. Like, and even in the morning, you will forget it. You think you're not, but you will <laughs> like, so you just write it down. How do you do that when it's dark? Um, so I actually, I haven't been getting very, I've been sleeping through the night, but I actually kept a journal by my bed and I would write in the dark, like, and, and if your husband is not super sensitive to waking up, you could probably have a little flashlight and do that. Or you could, you know, run to the bathroom and turn the light on and do it. Um, I would just write. And sometimes it would look so funny the next day. I'd be like, what? what's this? Cause I was like writing blindly in the dark, but, um, yeah, if you, if you get one in the middle of the night, you're going to be like, I'm going to remember it. And guess what? You probably won't. Or at least well, not all the details of it. And you know what else, guys? Think about this. Mm-hmm. You dream, you sleep for a third of your life. A lot. And the Hebrew uh, evening, the um, Jewish people, their evening, their their daytime starts in the evening. Their daytime starts at 6 p.m. or something at sundown. That's when the next oh, day right. is. That's true. Their daytime starts at sundown. And then they go to sleep like three hours later. And why wouldn't God talk to people in their sleep? So if that's something you want to have happen, I mean, maybe it's God's will, maybe not. You ask, ask him. for it. Ask, ask for it. Ask for it. Ask for any, you know, anything you, you want. Ask that for it. be according yeah. to God's will, right? Yes, that he according. wants to talk to you. He wants to speak to you. And yeah. he is. And I, yeah, when you're sleeping, your body is sleeping, right? But I think your spirit's always awake. Mm-hmm. And I, I've had dreams where my spirit has gone to heaven and been instructed by a heavenly whoa man in your I don't dream know if that's, oh, i don't know in it's your dream in my dream and i've been aware of it i'm like i'm in heaven being instructed so i mean why why would god not speak to us wow he's, he's always i want that dream mine for it mine are like <laughs> warning dreams it's like don't do this mm-hmm. you know be careful with this mine are a lot of times just showing what's happening what's happening in my life and and you'll find different people get different themes in their dreams yeah. So, you know, explore it. It's a whole new world. Yeah. Well, so this could sound a little out there, but if you look at the Bible, even in the New Testament, God spoke to people in their dreams oh, and it's sorry. not just for the people in the Bible it's for today. It is. It is for today. Is. And so we want to bring, we're going to bring you back to obedience. I want to read you guys um, Romans 12, oh, one to two. Okay. Therefore, I urge you brothers in view of God's mercy to offer your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and pleasing to God. This is your spiritual act of worship. 
Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. You're going to be able to see it and you're going to be able to act upon it. So good. Yeah. So you guys obey. It's the most freeing thing you can do. Yeah. That's so cool. Okay. Well, how about we pray? Let's pray. Lord, thank you for these wonderful, amazing women of God going through our Bible studies. And Lord, we just pray that whatever was from you in this session would be heard in their hearts, in their inner man. And God, whatever wasn't from you for that person would fall to the ground. And I pray, Lord, that you would speak to their hearts, all of our hearts, about obedience leading to freedom. Obedience is best, that you really want us to obey you. It shows that we love you too, God, when we obey you. And Lord, we want to obey you. So Lord, give us the strength. Help us to lay down our lives. Help us to expect great things from you. Help us, Lord, to hear you. And for my dear sister, who is just learning to hear your voice, to know that you are going to lead her as she is learning to hear your voice and that you love her so much and that you want her to hear you. And so, Lord, I pray for my friend who maybe has been through condemnation as a child. And so when they hear about obedience, they feel more condemned and think about the things that they're doing wrong or how they don't hear from God or they never have heard you Uh, tell them what to do or leading. And Lord, I pray that you would just protect them from the enemy, protect them from those thoughts and that are not from you. Lord, you love them and you want them to be close to you and to feel close to you like you are right there with them because you are. Your word says that you will never leave us or forsake us, that as Christ followers, we have the Holy Spirit, which is your helper to help us with everything that we need for life and godliness. Come Holy Spirit into the discussion today and bless our sweet moms in Jesus name. Amen. All right. Thank you for watching. We love you. Have a great day. Bye.